Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. We interview women in the sports and entertainment businesses to teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top faster. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. Let's bring visibility to women who are crushing it in their roles. Join us week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Susan Doring is an international career and leadership coach who operates globally, coaching individuals to achieve professional success and facilitating career development training courses for private and public sector organizations. Susan has had several career transitions herself, starting her initial career as a tutor and lecturer at Vienna University. She left the academic world to devote herself to being a mother of two sons, but felt the pull to return to work and was offered the opportunity to design and run the social events program for an international conference with 4,000 participants. This leap into the dark was hugely successful, and she moved on to project manage two international music projects, an opera production for a music festival and the management of a renowned classical piano trio. At that point, Susan's private life fell apart and she went through a very difficult divorce. Her two sons had grown up by then and were great support, which they still are. She realized she needed to put her professional life on a more substantial foundation and retrained to move into coaching and staff training. She has specialized in career and leadership coaching and over the years has worked with thousands of people in international, public, and private sector organizations all over the world. She has loved every new career phase that she has embraced. She has now become the author of a wonderful book, Smart Career Moves for Smart Women, which we will talk about today. Susan lives in Greenwich, England on the banks of the River Thames. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast, Susan Doring. She is the author of Smart Career Moves for Smart Women. We are so excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. No, thank you, Emily, for inviting me. It's a great privilege and pleasure to spend the time talking to you and uh you know for for your listeners so tell us first of all where are you in the world um who you are and what you do i'm in london uk uh i'm actually in south london on the banks of the river thames i when i look out of my window i see the river going past which is really rather lovely i'm a career and leadership coach and i have been doing that for about 15 years now Um, And I work with clients pretty well all over the world. And I'm also a, what is called a trainer, or I facilitate training, uh, usually uh, on the subject of career development, Uh, sometimes team building and something like that, sort of management skills as well, leadership skills. But the focus is definitely career development. So I combined those two. Over the years, the coaching uh, has sort of taken over a bit more and is definitely a priority. And within the coaching, I have also developed a focus coaching women. Um, and that's that's the, the basis for the book that I've just written. Yeah. And if you guys didn't notice, this is why Susan is here today. What better person to bring on the podcast than a woman who wrote a book called Smart Career Moves for Smart Women. And you did mention that you are coaching individuals to achieve professional success and facilitating their career development. 
tell us a little bit about how you got into this line of work. Well, in fact, I started off, um, I have a, I have gone through several career transitions myself. And after a break out of personal uh, reasons, I started looking around for something more solid, more structured. And through my network, uh, got the opportunity to work in training, facilitating, and this was all about diversity. Uh, getting um, a very male-based organization to understand what diversity is and how women can make their uh, mark in that organization. And then I was passed on, so I did a lot of training, a lot of facilitating of training for that international organization. And then what happened was that... Uh, Participants in the training would come up to me and say, do you do this in sort of on a one-to-one -one basis? And I would say, well, no. But then I thought, well, perhaps I could. So I got myself a coaching diploma, which took 14 months. It was a serious coaching um, uh, course. And that's how I moved into coaching. And uh, I've been doing that, as I said, for 14, 15 years now. Well, we are looking forward to going to class with you today on, on this podcast, and it's because our listeners are career-driven women. So can you tell them how to strategically prepare for a, a career transition, be it a promotion or applying for a new job in the industry? Yes. Uh, in a nutshell. Um, I think it's really important to take time to reflect. And I think this is one of the things that we often don't do because, you know, we're on a treadmill, we're in some sort of position and we're just getting on with it and we're getting on with life. But I think it's really important to stop and reflect on who you want to be. Go back to what really interests you. What gives you joy? Ask yourself that question. What would give me joy? So that's the, that's the foundation. That's the really first step. And then what's really important is to do your research. Identify what options you have. And I think this can also be quite revelationary um, that, you know, you suddenly think, oh, well, I could do that. Or and when you start talking to people, and that's also important. Um, oh, well, there's an idea. Let me let me think about that. Right. Recognize that you've got options. And then the next really important thing is to get support and sponsors. And um, I'm sure your your listeners know a lot about sponsors. But we have, you know, we have professional sponsors, but we also have personal sponsors. And we need those. We need people who will build bridges for us. We cannot do it alone. It's one of the biggest messages, I suppose, that I can tell your listeners that you, you really do need to reach out and get support. You need to plan, you need to plan strategically, and you need to be prepared to learn. And I think that's also a really important sort of, you know, message that whenever you're going to, whenever you're at a crossroads, you are going to have to learn something new. You're going to have to learn a complementary skill. And 
you know, women are good at this. <laughs> We're flexible. Um, so be prepared to learn, go out, do it. And the other thing uh, sort of to wrap this up really is to believe in yourself. Find your confidence, find your self-confidence. Know that you can do it. Remember those times that, that you did succeed, that you achieved something. Uh, and you can do this too. Yeah, and sometimes it's time for a a, a change altogether. Um, yeah. So what are some of the practical tips that you can provide about demystifying the unwritten rules of making a successful career change? Do your research. Research is really, really important. Uh, you, you've got to know what people need. And that's when you can curate your own career, curate your own job almost, and say, I can do that. I can learn that bit that I haven't got already. And do, your, do the research to know what people need so that you can present yourself in a way that makes them sit up and say, oh, that's interesting. Yes, she sounds like a really, really good um a good person to to employ right network i spoke only yesterday to a young woman who said who who who, who i we'd had some coaching she'd had some coaching with me and um we met for a drink and she said i'm so grateful you know i've got this new job and she's working as a project manager for a very highly renowned university she works in arts she has a degree in fine art and in art management, and she's now working on a splendid, really super international project for a top level university. And she said, actually, I got it through my network, which is what you said. That was me. Uh, how how you get things right. You don't not not immediately, but people pass you on. People notice who you are and what you're interested in and what you're capable of. And so that's that's really the message. Um, and the other thing is get support. You know, as I've already said, I don't want to repeat myself, but um, you can't do it alone. And yeah. these are big messages in, in, in my book, Smart Career Moves for Smart Women. Yeah, well, and I love what you're saying here again about doing your research. And I, we were talking before we hit record here today that, a lot of women are working for one organization for a long time. And if you're working with that same group of people um, in that same industry, you're, you might not be aware of what else is available because you're on that one track mind. And you also might not be aware of what income earning or what salary potential is available outside of either your company or your career track. Have you found that happen with lots of women you work with? Absolutely. Absolutely. You get stuck in a rut. Uh, and it's very easy because there isn't, it's, it's sort of safe. I think that's the, the thing, you know, and you know, you know, the routine and you know what's expected of you, but then you suddenly realize I'm not developing. I'm not growing. I'm actually, you know, this is boring. I'm stuck. Uh, you know, people, women reach a career plateau. Um, so you, 
as you say, you've got to find out what is going on in your industry, but elsewhere. And you can do this nowadays, you know, through social media, through meeting friends, through your network. Uh, a lot of this is, is really uh, out there. It's open. It's open source. You can find it. You can find out the information, but you have to do it. You know, you've got to sit down and do your research. Yeah, well, and I love that now some laws are passing in the United States where if you're uh, posting a job, you have to post the salary. It's only in certain states so far, but I would encourage our uh -huh. listeners to find out what states those are, look for jobs in those states. So not necessarily to take a job in that state, but to get an idea of the salary range of positions and what they're paying in other areas. I think that is so empowering when you're going out there and either asking for a raise or looking for a new position with another company. Absolutely. And it's very good to hear that that is becoming law in, in, in the United States. Um, it's uh, not law in the UK. And I think as a sort of tradition, one is always a little bit hesitant at asking about uh, salaries, which you know, why? Uh, it doesn't really make sense. Um, so try and find out, definitely. Yeah. And one of your special skills is empowering women to identify what they want professionally, prepare for the change like we've spoke about already, but cultivate those necessary skills and self-confidence as the key to a successful career change. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? Can you give us a practical example? Hmm. Yes. Uh, I think it has to go back to finding your true self. That's how we have to start. We have to know who we really want to be. Um, I remember a, a coaching client I had who had an MBA from Harvard um, and she had a bachelor's degree um, uh, and she was working basically she wanted to work in um, corporate social responsibility and she was at a crossroads because she'd taken some time out and she was married with two small children and of course she loved her family you know I mean there's no question about this but she also loved her career and she wanted to continue her career so when you talk about empowering women to identify what they want professionally it's really uh about first of all knowing who you are knowing what you want being true to who you are and secondly communicating this and i think this may be one of the challenges that we often find particularly perhaps in relationships you know um a lot is taken for granted but we need to stop and and say look this is really what i want let us find a solution a way to make this happen together and when i think of that particular coaching client it certainly wasn't easy and her husband had a very demanding job a very good position and um you know but the children of course were getting older and she she knew in herself that she wanted a career she wanted 
And of course, it's also a great career, co corporate social responsibility. It's also giving something, right? Uh, and whatever you're doing, if you believe in what you're doing, then you want to stay true to that as well. That's, you know, that's your, that's your motive. That's your mission almost in life. And you've had several career changes of your own. So <laughs> how did you execute those successfully? Well, wasn't, wasn't without challenges. It wasn't without hurdles, but hurdles are there to be jumped over, aren't they? Um, determination and uh, support, definitely. Uh, always going back to this, but it's so necessary. You know, you, you, you can't do it alone. Um, and sometimes you, 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 you simply need a you simply need a helping hand. You sim you and we can talk about support in two different ways. You know, it's sort of practical support is really helpful, really necessary, and that's certainly what I was given when I felt that I needed to uh, put my career back on track. I started off as an academic. I was an academic for for the first part of my career, for the first part of my professional life then left that, that track to set up a, to a family, to begin my family, um, but realized that I couldn't, you know, that this wasn't really enough for me. Um, and there was no intellectual challenge. Uh, there was no, there was no interconnection, you know, that you have in a professional uh, environment. And the give and take uh, is so important. So um, the support that I had through friends saying, well, you know, you could talk to so-and-so, you could uh, think about such and such. And that was when I was given this opportunity to, to work for a, a large organization. And I had some ups and downs in, the, in, in between. I tried some project management. I learned a great deal when I worked as a project manager, I did that for about six, seven years. And that was helpful because I, I think that was really a stepping stone to my coaching probably because I learned to work with many different kinds of people. And I learned what the challenges of management were. So that was, that was really helpful. But um that's how that's how you that's how I managed. Uh, I got a lot of support through my friends, and then moving on, I got a lot of support through fellow coaches, fellow facilitators. But you know, it's hard work, and certainly it's determination as well. Yeah, you mentioned hard work, determination, and really willpower to push yourself forward to get to this next level. Where do you think that comes from? How do you manifest that determination and, and use it to propel yourself forward? Uh, where does it come from? That's a very good question. Um, I think probably, I've never really thought about that. Do you know, I think it comes from my parents. Um who were elderly parents. I was um, 
and the only child who came very late in life to them in their marriage. Um, and quite frankly, looking back, it's really very interesting. They gave me the, the feeling that I could do or be anything I wanted. So that laid the groundwork for a mindset that has carried me through my life, right? Um, also, as a woman, there, there were never any barriers. N nobody ever said, or my parents never said, well, you can't do that because you're a girl, or you can't do that, you know. So that was really, really uh, probably uh, quite key in my development, in in my willpower. Yes. I don't know about you, but I love learning more about myself. If there's a quiz out there to help me better understand who I am, I'll take it. If there's a journal prompt, I'm using it. But how about a business that helps female leaders communicate effectively while inspiring confidence and trust in those you want to impact? Sign me up. Breakthrough Brands is unlocking clarity for women leading progress. They build leadership brands for women to discover what inspires them, define what drives them, and unlock how to share their brands with others. Do you want to gain clarity on your personal brand? Shoot me a note at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com or on Instagram, and we will introduce you to the women who will help you unlock your leadership brand. That's BreakthroughBrands.com. At Leadership is Female, we are serious about supporting you in your career. That includes the tips to get you ahead inside your current organization or provide you with the next big opportunity in a new role. That's why we have partnered with Legacy Search, an executive recruiting firm specializing in mid to senior level executive searches across professional, collegiate, and minor league sports. Check out the openings listed at LegacySportsSearch.com or in our monthly Leadership is Female newsletter. Hint, if you have not signed up for the newsletter, head to leadershipisfemale.com. If you find a job listed at Legacy Sports Search that looks like it should be yours, email us at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com and we will introduce you directly to the opportunity. This is your career. Make the most of it. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a busy professional. We can agree we are always looking for products that are convenient and make life easier. Mobot water bottles are one of these products. It's a water bottle and a foam roller in one. I use the water bottle at the gym, staying hydrated in boot camp and then flipping the bottle on its side at the end of class to quickly foam roll my legs. It helps with recovery and gets me back to work faster. Get yours at mobot.com and use the code leadershipisfemale, all one word, to get 15% off. Support Lonnie Cooper, the female founder of this product, and support yourself. This is a must-have wellness water bottle. Yeah, well, it's it's the voices around you. You had those supportive voices around you that led you to be able to achieve what you wanted. And really, that's one of, it sounds like the key messages that you provide to your coaching clients and in the book is having, having a network and having support and choosing the right people to be in that yes. network and have that support to, to empower you to do what it is that you want to do next. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and recognizing that strength in yourself is so important. Uh, 
I can remember one coaching client who worked in financial services and she was a very bright cookie and she was being encouraged by her boss to um, apply for a very senior role in the um, in the organization. And she came to me for coaching because she said, I can't do this. He, he thinks I can, but I, I don't think I can. And that was the problem, the I don't think I can, right? So we had to, to work really hard on, on boosting her self-confidence on, and the way that you do that is remembering even small successes, small achievements that you've had, that you've, you have created throughout your life, going back to them and saying, well, yes, I guess that was an achievement, really. You know, one of the, um, one of the activities that one does as a coach is say, say well, well, tell me about your three top achievements. And then sometimes people say, oh, I, don't, I haven't really achieved anything. You're saying, and I, well, think about it for a bit, right? And they come up with one and I say, well, yes, absolutely. Well, there it is. Well, think of another. And it's sort of incremental that they suddenly realize that they have achieved a great deal in their life and they've had successes. And if I go back to, to the story of my coaching client in the, in, in the financial services, she did apply. And of course she got the job and was very, very happy. Um, but it was a, it she really did need that extra realization of herself and so that's really important too yeah and uh, there's a topic that doesn't get discussed very often but it it should and i think if it did more women would have the permission to do so and that is leaving and re-entering the workforce after a career break so how do you do that successfully and, and what advice can you offer around that topic, which I, I feel like I can feel my listeners holding their breath right now as I even ask you this question. Um, it's one of the it's one of the most challenging things. Absolutely, Emily, you've you've really hit the nail on the head. Um, I can think of a coaching client that I had who'd been out of the workforce for about 16 years, 16 years. And uh, she had brought up two gorgeous girls and she had devoted herself to them and to their education and, uh, you know, and being a good mother and being a good homemaker. Um, and she too had worked in financial services previously. And she came to me uh, for coaching and, you know, what could, did I think this was possible? I said, well, it's, do you think it's possible? Oh, well, I don't know. So anyway, we, we worked hard um, at her self-confidence and, you know, realized she'd been out of the workforce for 16 years. So she definitely needed to upskill. She really needed to get back into what was going on in financial services now. So she did some courses and um, she became quite confident that she would be able to do this. Um, and then 
she said, well, but I don't know how to get into, get back into this environment, back into this career. So I said, well, you know, you, you use your network. Oh, I don't have a network. I don't have a network. Right. So we then sat down and she worked out that, in fact, she did know some people. Um, uh, for example, she met through a private connection, private contact. She met uh, somebody who was uh, the head of um, a bank uh, who had been to the same university as her. So I suggested that she reach out and ask him simply for a talk, simply to present herself, because that's also important, you know, going back into uh, a career, you're presenting yourself in a way that you haven't been doing for a while, right? Um, so, in fact, she reached out and she was very surprised that his um, EA returned her email within about, I don't know, a week or 10 days or something and said, yes, I've been asked to schedule a meeting with you. And indeed, she went to the meeting and he was very generous with advice. And this is what my clients find practically always. People love to give advice, but you have to ask for it, right? You have to say, here I am. I'm trying to get back into my career that I loved, but it's some time ago. Can you help me? What advice do you have? What, what ideas do you have? He wasn't able to offer her a job, but he gave her some very, very good advice. And after upskilling, uh, you know, she reconnected. Uh, she, she went to lots of conferences where you meet a lot of people. That's a really big tip. Go to the places where the people who are influential in your profession, in your industry are, and talk to people. And be open, be honest. Um, you know, again, that does have something to do with self-confidence, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. I'm not sure whether I've really given you a complete answer. Uh, oh, Emmy. Susan, that was brilliant. I love what <laughs> you said there and the way that you walked through it and giving an example of a woman that left the industry for 16 years. I, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you'll see maybe what my eyes did. They got huge. Okay. <laughs> and I took a big breath in 16 years feels like an eternity, but you know, she started out with, with the skill set and industry she worked in. And then Susan, you really walked us through like, okay, this is how you get back in it. And it's not dissimilar from how we entered the workplace the first time, right? Yes. You started doing that True. same exercise, but, um, you know, building, building your confidence back up and understanding that you're going to re-enter at a different level, a different capacity than if you were brand new. So yeah, I, I love and that's that. one of the things that I do also now I do pro bono work with students. Um, so that's exactly the same thing. Yeah, indeed. So why did you write the book Smart Career Moves for Smart Women? Yeah. Tell us about about your book and of course, where we can pick up a copy. Um, but really, why? Why did you write this book? How did you make that decision? And, and who is this book for and how will it help change their life? 
Well, uh, smart career moves for smart women, how to succeed in career transitions came out of my own story, but also all the women that I have coached. And I can't give you a number, but it must be hundreds. Perhaps it even goes into the thousands, but it's, it's many, right? And what I noticed was that it was very, very often the career transition point that was sort of the sticking point that was the biggest challenge to move, to move laterally, to get a promotion, to move out, to move back, uh, to move up. You know, it's the transitions that, that are always the, the biggest challenges. That's what I noticed. So, and, you know, I am very fortunate to be able to say that I, the clients that I have had have been successful in their career transitions. Um, and so I thought, well, perhaps I can reach even more women with my book. So that's that's really why I, why I wrote it. And um, it would be lovely uh, if I really could, if more women read it. It's on Amazon. It's uh, so it's available on Amazon. It's available via the uh, Routledge website. It's published by Routledge. It's also available via my website. Um, so it uh, it's it's it is out there. I love that. And and if you guys loved the advice Susan gave us today, I think this just you know dips dips your toe into the surface of of what sh- the advice that she gives. Um, in her book and to really guide you through whether you're asking for a promotion, you're applying for a new job, or you're deciding to change careers altogether. I think this is the handbook that you need to bring along for the ride. Yeah, it also has a toolkit. So it's it's really, it's really actually my coaching program in a book. Um, <laughs> you know, you beautiful. You, it's the reflective exercises. It's the activities. Uh, I suggest that you keep a coaching journal. And as you work through the book, you you have the exercises to do, but they're also in the toolkit at the end, all collected. So we've got uh, the final four questions on this podcast. And the first one is a little more in depth. The next three are pretty easy. But what is your best piece of advice for women to apply today to level up tomorrow? Believe in yourself. That's that's what it is. It's the you know it's the I can attitude. Just believe in yourself. Where are you traveling to next? Well, uh, actually, Emily, I've just come back from travels. Uh, I was in South Africa, in the Cape. Uh, which is a very, very beautiful area. Uh, and I really thoroughly enjoyed that. And probably the next, uh, my next travel will be to Amsterdam um, to uh, see the Vermeer exhibition. And I'm looking forward to that. And what is your pump up song? What song gets you gets you going and ready ready to coach? I'm a great Women of Jazz fan. And I love Nina Simone. Uh, so any Nina Simone is, you know, is great, but probably 
my signature tune from by her is the feeling good uh which is you know just wonderful um because it's it's all about feeling good it's a new day it's a new dawn it's a new life and uh, even her own story about how about her career transition is very inspiring she wanted to be uh, a classical pianist she trained as the classical pianist she had the talent she had everything but those were not the days for a black woman to be a classical pianist so she became a jazz pianist and i'm sure she looked back with a couple of regrets sometimes but basically she looked forward and found solutions and what is your favorite quote? Oh, my favorite quote. Uh, my favorite quote is uh, Shirley Chisholm. If they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. And there again, for me, it's, uh, you know, it's representative of finding a solution. Finding a solution where you can speak up, where you can have your voice heard and where you can make your contribution. Susan, this has been such a wonderful conversation. You've given us so much advice and we will be sure to link all of the information on where to grab your book and follow along your journey in the podcast notes. So thank you for joining us today on Leadership is Female. Thank you, Emily. It's been a great pleasure. With that, let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, people love to give advice. You just have to ask for it. Number two, the three steps to prepare for a career transition are, number one, take time to reflect. Ask yourself, what gives you joy? Number two, do your research and identify what options you have. Talk to people. And third, get support and sponsors. Number three, when you take on a new role, plan strategically and be prepared to learn. And number four, use the small successes you have had in life to boost your self-confidence. Stop what you are doing right now and name three. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Time is your most precious resource, and it means the world that you spent it with us. Please help us reach more people who need to hear these interviews by hitting the subscribe button and the five-star rating on your iPhone. Do you know someone who could benefit from this interview? Please share it. Take a screenshot and post to your Instagram stories, copy the link and share on LinkedIn, or text that link to your colleague. The Leadership is Female podcast exists to showcase female leadership in sports and entertainment and give you the tips to level up. We will extend a hand back to lead you forward. Extend the same hand by sharing this with someone who needs to hear it. One last thing. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Leadership is Female. Now, take this lesson and run. Let's go. This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus, and distributed by Anchor FM.